This is the 20 Effect Podcast. I'm Justin, the DM, and I wrote this campaign based on my life. I am now concerned. (laughs) And I'm William, the player, and I discovered the earth is shaped like a hot dog. (laughs) But more on that later. Currently, (laughs) we have a podcast. So, Justin, will you paint me that mental picture? Yes. Cranberries back, son. Oh, yeah, boy. Oh, I missed him. It's been like a trillion months. Like the actual last time we had a cranberry session was in December. I can't even remember when December was. (laughs) Quick, tiny little recap. Met Perla and Morpheus Morpheus. Had a little, little tiny adventure. Perla's Gertrude's sister. She's a vampire. Oh, no. They're traveling. Perla gets taken down by Gertrude, and then Gertrude realizes she's a vampire. Then Gertrude's like, oh shit, I gotta go. See you later. Gertrude shot this weird uh, flare in the air, and then a white flare. And you turn around, there's this huge, huge monster coming towards you. And that's where we fade in. This is where the cutscene ends. This monster's heading towards you. Trees are coming down. This thing's like nine feet tall, maybe ten. You see its glowing red eyes. It comes through the tree line, and an object is a foot away from your face. A giant mace. It is this huge humanoid man, and this armor so heavy that you can't even see him. He's sitting on this horse who is also so armored that you can't see what it is. I mean, horse-shaped, whatever. (laughs) And um, he's staring down at you, very huge, a little imposing. And he says, where is Gertrude? What's it to you? He points with his other hand towards the sky, and he says, she shot the red summoning flare of justice. And then she also shot the white flare of passing it on to someone else of justice, so... Is it you? Where is she? Uh, she kind of dipped out of here after firing those off and said, wait here, I think. Is that what she said? Yeah, yes. she said that. So, I, I, I don't know what's going on. I just kind of, I just waited. So, I guess it's for me. Nice to meet you. The name's Crabberry. He puts his mace on his back and he holds out his big armored hand towards you. And he says, hello. I am Titanius the Magnificent. Good to meet you, Titania. So, I was doing just fine out here, so why do you, did she summon someone of such a heavy caliber? I can usually hold myself. Well, I'm, I'm not sure. Maybe, maybe she felt bad about leaving you here and, uh, she just wanted to give you something to distract you or so, something like that. Well... Consider me distracted. Well, I have to now find out what to do with my bird over here. Because that's my original goal, right? Oh, no, I need to go to Crackle Keep. the side mission, yes. (laughs) Correction, let me rephrase that. I currently am on my way to Crackle Keep, so um, if you want to stick around, come along, but... Is this your current crusade? Because... The thing she shot, the red summoning flare of justice, I gave to her after 
She helped topple my homeland's oppressive regime. I told her one favor, one of equal size caliber I'll help her with, and it seems she passed that on to you, so... Sir Cranberry, what is your current crusade? I'm standing there, little wide-eyed, jaw open a little bit, like, excuse me? This guy's seriously <laughs> talking about a crusade? Uh, Harketh thy knight, who needs, meets no bounds of uh, courage to blindly follow a at a beckon of a whim. Oh, fuck, I, fuck this, I can't do this, speak. Yeah, no, I gotta I, be I honest, guess, I don't know what you're saying. And, <laughs> It's I'm I'm going there. I don't know what to expect. If it's a crusade, sure, it might become a crusade. But I am in need of finding an individual by the name Stevie. Stevie Young, from what I understand, if I remember correctly. I have never heard of the man. But if you wish for his death, I shall wish it too. Well, I was just told by a time-traveling goblin that he prop that I should kill him. So, you know... I, I kind of want to question this first. If that is also your prerogative, I shall take it too. <sighs> this is going to be a long trip. So I turn around and say, well, better start moving. Come, hop aboard my horse, Doug. Attach that bird to my pack and throw that seemingly dead woman over there into my bigger pack. Wait, Gertrude left her sister? Yes. You said you'd protect her. <laughs> oh, shit. That's right. Um, okay. So, yeah, pick up Perla. Come on. Time to get you on this horse. I place her on the back of the horse. Well, in the pack. There's like a human-sized duffel bag. I, I close the top of the pack. Well, you'll probably be safe in there. So, you know the best pass to Crackle Keep by a chance? Uh, not necessarily. I was thinking of taking the main road. And, you know, you're looking at this guy, you could tell he would take up a lot of the road. As far as you know, that's the quickest way to get there. Well, not dilly-dallying, right? Clip that penguin onto my side and we shall depart. Stay safe, buddy. Uh, try not to get, hopefully you don't get rattled around too much on the side of this thing. I situate myself behind the knight in preparation for the journey ahead. Sweet. The horse does one of those standing on two legs. I don't even know what that that's called. Like it's getting hyped to start running. He reels back. Yes, it, if that's what it's called, it does it. And it does a scary neigh. Steam comes out and you guys take off zero to 60 in two seconds. Not exactly, but it is really quick. Any tree that gets in the way a mace right to the center of it. It goes flying off into the distance until you get to the main road and you skid onto it and just keep going forward and Titanius is yelling at anyone you see, make way, make way, unless you want to get run over or stepped on by my beautiful Doug. <laughs> you do that for maybe an hour or so and yeah. everyone just as soon as they see you, this guy is in like all black armor it's a little dinged up. He's very foreboding. And, you know, on the back, they just see not as big, but an also intimidating robot <laughs> just peeking over his shoulder. Wow, thanks, Sam. Not as intimidating. That hurt, hurts deep, man. Hurts deep. 
I would imagine that Cram has these kind eyes when he's not angry, and that is a compliment. He's very charismatic. And looking ahead, you see that there is something in the road. Someone in this chromish suit, kind of short. It looks like this wagon that they have would be too big for them to pull, but it looks effortless to them. And they're not moving. They're just waving, like both hands waving frantically for you to, like, stop. And it doesn't look like Titanius is stopping. Hold up, Titanius. I want to see what's the problem with this poor individual. Of course, sire. And he pulls on the horse's reins. I want to roll perception to see if there's anyone hiding around here. Okay. Because this could be a trap. This is a classic bandit trap. That's true. Oh, woe is me. Help me on the side of the road. Oh, I need you to get off and leave your supplies as you to help me with this and oh no we're surrounded now <laughs> bandits seen it been there done that uh 16 there's nobody around you put your hand on your pole arm getting ready for anyone to come out you don't trust this situation but as you get closer you skid to a stop you recognize the person it's a goblin in an astronaut looking suit and she's smiling up at you with her hands on her hips just kind of like can't believe I'm looking at you again. Cramberry. Time Nice traveling. to see you. Yeah. Can't remember my name, huh? <laughs> um, well, I don't know. Maybe this is the Cranberry that hasn't met you yet. That's but very good. you would know that because you knew my name. Uh, it's Frolic, by the way. But long time no see, man. I told you we'd meet at Crap Keep and here we are. It's just down the road. Yes, it is. And apparently I wound up with a little assistance and I point towards the big boy. I am Titanius the Magnificent. Do you want me to smite this goblin? No, she is a friend of mine. Okay, I'll hang back here. As she, he just looks away and you're still on the horse. <laughs> to what do I owe the pleasure for meeting you here? Are you going to tell me? What is it that I'm doing here? Oh, yeah, killing Stevie Young. Well, yes, I know that, but do you have any other information to, to bestow upon me? I actually come bearing a gift, something Ooh. to help you, and uh, some instructions. Well, I will never say no to a good gift. I get off the horse and I walk up. So what is it that you have to help me with this endeavor? She puts her backpack extremely, extremely, extremely carefully on the ground. And she reaches in and she carefully takes out what looks like a cluster of glass tubes and some sort of adhesive. It's like duct tape on the top and bottom of it, kind of holding all of them together. And the center of all these glass tubes is a little tiny black flame. And there is a little wire that looks that's pretty close to the black flame, but it's wrapped many, many times around this bundle of glass tubes, and she hands it to you, carefully. So, what does this little device do? So, before I tell you what it is, Stevie has changed, the goal has changed a little bit, so this is your metaphorical knife that will uh, kill him. Uh, uh, hang on, let me change this metaphor. This is your metaphorical stake in the heart. What? Is he talking as if he's a vampire? 
Yeah, he is. And uh, not only that, he doesn't take damage very well, and uh, he can heal extremely quickly. Okay. How do I use this glass wire frame flame thing you had to me? It looks like looking at it too hard, it, it might break. You're kind of right. I would suggest putting it in someplace safe, but... I'm, a, I'm made of pure metal. There's nowhere safe for fragile objects. Just a little, maybe like a little cloth or something? I don't know. But, but please, I beg of you, this is for the good of you and anyone okay. around you, because this is the one thing that can kill something that is resistant to damage and can regenerate. You gotta destroy it with one enormous amount of energy. So, a bomb. Oh. I look at it in my hands. I look at my metal parts. I back at her. So, this fragile object, you're wanting me, of all people, and someone who's made of metal, to carry it down there and try not to break it or I explode? Uh, I don't know if you if it breaks, it explodes. I'd say there's a 50-50 chance. Wait, you're telling me you don't even know how it works? Oh, I know how it works. There's a little switch on the side. You activate it, but I was getting to that point. Mm, this, uh, mm, mm, mm. I don't like the way this looks for me. Eh, sure, why not, right? What's okay. the worst that happens? <laughs> mm. She looked pretty scared when you weren't, like her life's work is being denied. But, you know, I mean, who else is going to be going to break it down? Right? And I look look at her. Oh, yeah, definitely. You're at the top of my list. Oh, excuse me. What's that supposed to be? I mean, like, you're at the top of my list for people who could do this. I mean, why is it up to me as opposed to the person who can clearly just time travel and go to wherever they want, right? Like, Because it's a whole town of vampires and you need to get into the caverns where he lives. Do you have any device that can help me get through more easily? Like a little cloaking, by chance? You're a robot in a town of vampires. I really don't think they're going to be uh, too interested <laughs> in uh, oh. attacking you. Why not? I guess I'll give it a shot. I look towards the big knight dude. You, on the other hand, might have a little bit of a problem. No, actually, I'm good. Okay. Well, looks like we all <laughs> settled up then. So, any recommendations on how I should pursue this, probably, before I head on in? It'd be pretty easy. It's just a normal town to someone like you. Okay. Well, I just wondered if you have any insight of the place. Little markers, locations I should probably check out first. I've actually never been. All right. Well, in that case, I thank you greatly for this bomb that I'm going to put in my pocket and hopefully I don't die, right? That's the, I guess that's the normal goal of everyday adventuring. Uh, there's actually one huge thing. That, that's kind of what I was uh, referring to, like any other information, but okay, okay. I have no information about the town, but I have one huge, huge thing about the bomb. The thing is, Cram, there will always be another Stevie Young. Anybody could be the extremely powerful brute leader. But Stevie Young, if you take him down and all those with him, 
That's how you save the world. Crackle Keep must die. This bomb will destroy Crackle Keep. You have 30 minutes with this coil. Once you activate it, you have 30 minutes to get out of there. And uh, make sure anyone who doesn't have any loyalty to Stevie gets out in that time. And without this metal coil, you only have two minutes, so I guess that's good. And she uh, kind of looks at the ground. You're probably giving her a, a, some sort of look. And she looks back up at you and she says, Yes, I have an inquisitive look towards her. I'm sorry to put this weight on you, but from here on out, it's smooth sailing to the final fight. The inevitable. Okay. Well, thank you for the heads up that this coil is really my lifeline when... But there's no time like the present, right? So may as well head over there. See you later, Frolic. Hopefully... Hopefully I get to see you again. Well, I'll be seeing you, Cram. Sooner than you think, actually. In, in a good way, not in a creepy foreboding way. Wait. Past me or future me? Future you. So, does that mean I succeed on this, guaranteed? Uh, I don't know, man. And she looks scared that you asked that, even. And she's starting to walk away. She gives you a wide berth with her wagon. And I, I'm just saying, they're like, oh, if I am being seen later on in the future, then... Wait, are you seeing my dead body later in the future? I've seen it. Does, it doesn't mean you die. Wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no. You're going, you're going to, you know, hold on. That's some important question here. Do I die after using this? Time works in weird ways. There's certain things that always are going to happen. And you dying is one of those things. It's, it can or it can't happen. I made a promise to make sure this creature gets back to where it belongs. A crusade? Yes, a crusade. I shall bear that mission. <sighs> sure, sure. That you know what? That sounds that sounds very fair. Here, I, I strap it on the side. Please find where this goes. I don't know anything at all, but apparently he found uh, some knoll found it somewhere. Hmm. This shall be a fine quest. And then I look at his bag, and I'm like, oh, wait, I... Watch well, things first, and I unhook Perla from his the satchel, and uh, sling the bag over my back, and tie up the rope so it is a makeshift backpack, essentially. Okay. Well, my quest is to make sure she stays safe. So, anything else you wish to bestow upon me before I get... Blown to smithereens, probably. She kind of smirks a little, and she goes, "Is our last chance, Cram. Don't fuck it up. And she continues on her way. I shuffle. I kind of, like, turn around, and I adjust the backpack. You can't tell me what to do. And I start walking towards Crackle Keep. Well, <laughs> he... Just stares at you as you walk off into the distance. You look back behind you, and he just goes into the dark woods. And uh, you could hear him knocking down trees as he gets further and further away. Then you're heading to Crackle Keep. 
you see in the distance uh, a couple of guys just hanging out by the side of the road. And as you get closer, they're kind of like, hey, hey. Yes. Uh, and as they walk a little close to you, they look a little disappointed. And one of them was like, ah, shit, I thought you were some sort of uh, living creature. I know. Sorry to disappoint. I just kind of tap where my artery would be on my neck, but this tap is dry. Oh, all right. Well, it's just we're, we're looking for more people to go to our town down the road. Kind of have a lack of population right now, so. Oh, isn't that a shame? If you want to stay there, it's it's okay with us. God knows I was on my way. It doesn't have to be called Crackle Keep by chance, right? It is Crackle Keep. Magnificent oh. Iron City. Oh, very good. So it is, as you said, that way, and I kind of point towards the direction. Yeah. All right. Well, I look forward to seeing you blokes there. Yeah, good luck, pal. And keep heading there. They had some sharp teeth. Kind of kind of ratty. Uh, and you keep going forward, and you see this iron... Would I, would I need to roll to like get the idea that they were vampires? Or does everything prior like totally... Impl- I just yeah, understand kinda, that. Leads you to understand that. Yeah, that's why I'm like, nope, draw here. From the top of this hill, you could see that they're doing a lot of construction on the city. It looks like they're partially through ripping down the walls that surround it. And you get to the edge of the city and you see a guard approaching you wearing what looks like, you know, guard armor for this particular place. And it's a dwarf. There's a lot of dwarfs around here. And he has this uh, spear. He's not pointing at you. He doesn't. He's just kind of casually walking towards you. Yeah, he's like using like a walking stick kind of. He's pointing upwards, yeah. but not at me. Hello, name's Cranberry. Just passing through. Thinking All of right. uh, spending a few days here. It looks like a very lovely place. I want to experience the culture, of, and I've heard many things of Crackle Keep. So, that's what I'm doing here. You have any mining experience? Not with rock, but I've punched through many things in my life. I'm sure stone will be no different, considering I'm made partly of it. I just kind of, like, flex. Look at me. I'm a unit. I can bet through most things with relative ease. I mean, alright. Uh, is there any place you're looking for? I just wanted to first experience the culture of this place to see if I do wish to stay a few more days, because I tell you, I've gone some places that I walked in and, woo, not my type of cup of tea. Well, this place is looking very, very rustle and bustle and lovely. Alright. I mean, I'll show you around. I, I got nothing to do right now. Sure. You guys walk into the city. As far as you could tell, it looks like a pretty normal city. It looks like a lot of people are moving in. There's a lot of boxes, and people are moving into the houses. People are moving into the businesses. Is there anything in particular looking for? Uh, I kind of le- So, how long has Crackle Keep been around for? Pretty long. Just we went into, um, yeah, a change of leadership recently. It seems like a lot of places are moving around. Like, that's... I imagine businesses would say relatively the same, even with the change of leadership. With the change in leadership, it became a, a more prosperous city. So, you know, good time to be moving in. Imagine electing one person to another. It's relatively simple. I've never seen it cause this much commotion on the streets of a town. Makes me question if, if this is a state, if this is stable or not. He looks 
for like a split second a little sad and he looks back at you and he's like well this is kind of a vampire city I assume you're okay with that because you're a robot but uh, oh, yes, don't worry. I, I met some of your colleagues on the road. I kind of got the gist. The last uh, regime kind of hated vampires and were kind of persecuted for it. And what did you do about them? Uh, we did nothing. Some guys from out of town and just came and helped us out. And now now my brother is, is the leader. Your brother? Who might that be? Stevie Young. And hearing that, I just kind of like jerk to a stop, and I look at him. So, you're telling me Stevie Young is in charge of everyone? How did that happen? To be honest, I have no idea. Oh, as a brother, I imagine you would. All people. Yeah, I would imagine that he would have said something to me, but it's fine. I mean, the Young family's treated good around here, but... Um, I don't see him much. That's a shame. Imagine being at the top of the top of the game. He would at least bring his brother along and not leave him at uh, just simple guard duty. I think that kind of feels unfair. He hasn't really been the same since he became the leader. Really? How how has he changed? Well, for one, he became a vampire. He wasn't before. And hang on, uh, kind of looks around. And he makes like a follow me gesture. I kind of take a look left or right, see if like any other people are looking at a strange overall perception. Did I? I, I uh, that's not good. Uh, uh, Draw one. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I, I did. I lose track of him. Yes, sure. <laughs> you stand there looking around so hard. <laughs> you lost where he was. I turn around to see where he was, and he's gone. I'm like, what? Hello? Where'd you go? <laughs> he comes from around the corner what where, where'd you go what, what are you doing over there <laughs> oh there you are and i kind of just and i uh shuffle my way over sorry i kind of zoned out there he leads you down the street to you could see it from half a block down the road there is a house with tons of flowers on it signs this is a special house and he goes that's my house over there oh that's a lovely place kind of showered with gifts a lot I can understand me having uh, Stevie in charge. I imagine people would like to sucker sucker up to you, you know? He opens the door. Come on in, please. Sure! And I take a step gladly in. I look around the room. So is it just you here, or is your family lurking around? I mean, uh, hanging around. You hear shuffling in the house, and you see two more dwarves come out. Oh, nice to meet you. Names... Cranberry, just met your... Uh, can I tell that they're older? Like, they're probably the adults? Yeah, one's really old, and the other one's, you know, just adult-aged, I suppose. I assume you're Mr. and Mrs. Young. One is really, really old, and she goes, I'm, uh, I'm Grandma Silver. And this here is, uh, my son, Steven. And the, uh, the male dwarf comes up and goes, Hey, robot. Interesting. Yes, I just, uh came through and to see how this town is going and apparently I'm very shocked to see the current state is in and I was just talking to your son over here and wait did he tell me his name? No he did not and I look over it's like your son, oh I never quite caught your name. I'm Mosley 
Mosley. Name's Cram. Cranberry. Sorry, made it. Seems like you've done very well for yourself. Uh, the thing is, Cram, uh, we can't leave this town. We don't think that Stevie is Stevie anymore. He's, he's changed. And before he came to power, we had this blind loyalty to the, to the last leader of the vampires. And now that fog is gone, except it's all wrong. This place isn't right. We shouldn't be killing people. I was saying that as an assumption that everyone was doing that, but hearing that from you, that is all. That's a little, that's a little weird. You're telling me you're vampires that disagree with killing people? I thought that was the main, your main M.O. There's better ways to get it. And I kind of like, relaxed a little bit. Kind of like, shoulders slumped down. Well, can't you just ask him to change the ways? I mean, your family, alright? Like, what's wrong with that? Mosley looks a little angry, and he says, You know what happened to the last person, the last member of our family who tried talking to him to change his ways? She's in prison. My mother. His mother. They beat her almost to death. And now she's sitting in a prison, blood-starved. He locked away his own mother? That? Yes. Wow, he does sound like a jerk. Well... That makes my job a little bit easier. Oh, do you happen to know where he is? By chance, I could meet with this individual. He's currently down in the caves, working on some sort of machine for mass recruitment as they head to the capital with some weird wizard with a spider fetish. Cram just freezes and makes direct eye contact with him. Did you say wizard? Did this wizard happen to have a spider with a person's face on it? Yeah. Weird. Did you happen to hear its name? No, we weren't really allowed near them. Well, if it's who I think it is, and it's pretty high chance you guys are in a lot more trouble than you think you are. They all exchange glances and look worried. That wizard is the epitome of evil. He has someone I've been tracking down, accidentally stopping his plots just by chance, because he has been trying to, from what it seems, destroy everything and everyone for some reason that I don't know. And somehow, our paths keep intertwining, and everywhere it ends the same. Many people die, and towns are left destroyed. So what are you going to do? I think I'm going to have to have a chat with your brother. As I grip my pole arm a little bit more tightly. If you're going, we have to come too. We have to shake some sense into him. Probably be your funeral, considering what he did to his own mother. If you guys are able to fight... I'm no, I have no shame of asking for a little help for this situation. Because I also heard that he's he's going to be a Dane. Even for someone like me. And I probably would need your help to point me in the right direction anyways, right? I don't know what from down from this location. Yeah, well, the thing about that is we've only been to the caves once and it's huge and overwhelming. And we need someone who's been on the inside. 
someone who can help out, and that is my mom. So where is she being held? It's the building that we used to call the Magistrate Building. They destroyed all the glass walls, and now she's in some sort of uh, prison inside there. Hmm, I can imagine that's a rough, that's a rough break. Well, let's start planning. How do we get in? How many guards are there? What would we need to get her out? Any restraints? Bars? What are the entrances? We've never been in there. You don't know? Wait, you're telling me we break someone out without any information at all? This is all new. All we know is that there's two brutish guards on the outside. Well, I think there's one, only one solution. All right, Mosley. I think it's time to continue our tour of the town. And I give him, like, a little wink. And he smiles, and he says, let's go get my mom back. And next thing, you guys are heading there. Everyone's looking at you guys funny, because they haven't seen the young family in a while, and they, they're weirded out that they're outside for once. And you're being looked at, and you see a building in the distance with large shards of glass that wasn't even cleaned up. They just leave it there as sort of maybe like a deterrent. And Mosley says to you, the first time I saw my mom in years, she was bloody and in chains and led by a vicious army from the caves. And this Reaver guy, who apparently was in charge of the caves down there, he was holding the body of my, I assume to be dead brother. That guy's no joke. Wait. Stevie's body? Yes. Hmm. And the next thing, we saw Stevie walking around. So, I don't know. Have you seen Reaver since? I've seen him here and there. He goes between the caves and the town, so he might be here. And if he is, I don't know if we're going to make it out alive. I think we should kid up a little bit first before we go in. Any blacksmiths around town? We only know the, um... The Iron Horde. Well, let's go take a look, shall we? Okay. You head to <laughs> the shop. Do you even have money? I have like 437 gold. That's nice. Yeah. All right. You enter the Iron Horde and you see uh, a dude with a lot of bling at the counter. There's a, a lot in stock, a lot of customers, and he looks pretty pleased with himself. <laughs> Nice establishment you got here. Name's Crabberry. And I offered to shake his hand. Name's Flan. Marcus Flan. Call me Flan. No problem, Flan. So what type of oddities and items do you sell here? Got your standard weapons. Got some magic items. You know. Show me some of those juicy magic items, why don't you? be shopping and uh, he bought a bunch of stuff he bought a broom that can fly a lantern that allows you to see invisible people around you for 30 feet and he bought a uh, glasses. Oh, glasses which are you wearing glasses now <laughs> uh yes okay that gives him advantage on seeing stuff so i, I didn't want to bore the listener with Shopping stuff because I know whenever I listen to a D and D podcast, and uh, maybe they can, start. Can they be a monocle? I mean, if you want to pop out those uh those glasses, the glass part, 
Just pop them in your eye sockets. It's fine with me. Oh, hell yeah. They, I get like a little goggle look on them. So I put them on. And you're outside the shop and you could see in the distance the magistrate building and the young family just kind of waiting for you to uh, do your shopping. <laughs> Imagine like <laughs> you're like, all right, let's go take down this van. But first, I got to stop at Stop and Shop for a second. I need to get my sandwich. Gotta run some errands. <laughs> well, let's have a good family reunion, shall we? I start walking towards them. They all slap their respective weapons into their hands as they continue behind you towards the magistrate building. And you're however far away you want to be now. <laughs> uh, I would start just walking up to the building. Actually, no, I want to survey the outside of the building. Kind of do a pass around. I take a look. Okay. You pass around and you almost bump into a really big guard and he notices you and he's like, oh, watch it. Stay away from this building. Uh, not sorry. I'm just looking around, you know, getting, seeing the sights, getting a little depth to the culture. Uh, might I ask some questions to you, sir? I prefer if you didn't. Well, I was just, just something small. I'm just wondering why, why is this building so run down everything else looks just fine and yet this one has broken windows and it's being guarded the same and just renovations wondering. what renovations oh well it just so happens i am rather useful and handy with carpentry and being able to fix run down places up mind if i take a look inside and uh give some recommendations to help patch it up do you want me to roll persuasion or you know yeah. deception. I guess deception. Ah, shit. Oh, no. Did you not one? Maybe. Well, I rolled a base 16. He says, fuck off before oh, I bash geez. your metal face in. Restraint. Rolling to restrain. Yes, I restrain. All right. You hear like a behind you, like they're going, ooh. <laughs> well, all right, whatever. And I, I just kind of start walking away. And um, do I notice anything interesting about the structure? Maybe like uh, some run-down, rotted piece of wood? Any like uh, scat? It's actually a newer-ish building. Because remember, they built it in response to the vampire plague. Any like loose boards that are like falling off the sides? Or like, is it just broken windows and that's it? Yeah, it's just the broken glass walls. Are they boarded up, or can I see inside? Considering this is a, a vampire, I'd say a lot of windows are now boarded up. But in nice ways, like they paint them. Okay. Paint little pictures on them, maybe. Are there any that... So they're all boarded up? Yeah, I think so. Damn. Uh -huh. Also, this is a prison, so... You know, allegedly. I look towards... Look towards mostly. All right. You might not like this idea, but... We need a distraction. And I think you might be the key to such a distraction. I'm listening. I'm going to need you to hide and eat one of these mushrooms. <laughs> okay. What does it do? I don't particularly like mushrooms. Don't worry, you will hate these. What's going to happen, well, is uh, it may cause a clone of you to appear that is absolutely pure evil, and I'm going to throw it at that window. The guard's going to 
maybe come around and chase your evil clone so we can get in? That sounds crazy as hell, dude. I guess I'm into it. You sound like you know what you're doing. (laughs) I trust you, I suppose. Yeah, I definitely know what I'm doing in Deception. Don't you don't want to know? The oh God! <laughs> might, have been, might, have a, might have been a two plus three. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> I know what I'm doing. <laughs> doing maybe. So I pass in the mushroom and uh, I suit we go towards like an alleyway, a little bit around the corner, just somewhere where not like in direct line sight. He stares at you for a long time before eating it. He falls to his hands and knees. He undoes his armor because his his back is starting to boil up. And flying out of his back is a clone of Mosley Young. He's looking around. Grapple, I grapple him. I grapple him immediately. Yeah, you grapple him. I rolled really, really, really low. There's no way I got not beat him. Well, I rolled, and I got a nat 20, so... Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to, like, grapple so I cover his eyes so he doesn't really see where we are. And okay. it's about, so he's not really screaming, like kind of, you know, bear hug him around his face. Okay. I want to drag him over to the side out near the building and give a little heave ho and throw him at the window. Okay. You do that and the glass breaks and his face slams into the wood. I run. Um, I run. Denting it a good amount. And the guard runs around the corner and looks at it and... Mosley is starting to stand up, blood coming down his face, and he screams to the guard, I'm not Mosley Young! He's planning to kill the broodleader! They're over there! They're over there! And Mosley is actually running in the direction that he saw you last. Damn. Uh, well, that's why I kind of wanted to blindfold him when I dragged him out so he wouldn't know our original location, but yeah, I guess he would be able to figure that out. You hear this. He's loud. Yeah, and I'm just going to kind of... And the youngs are like, I thought you knew! <laughs> I kind of want to creep into the shadows more. I give them a gesture like to move and hide. Because I assume... Okay. I'm imagining if the guard, if he even checks, would think this guy's just gone crazy. Okay. You are hiding with the youngs. They're all looking into the street as these guards are looking for you. And he is separate from them, but also looking for you. And he says, Mosley, I'm the real Mosley now, come out. You see a guard walking down the street, and he's pretty close. He's really big, vampiric, angry, and this is the same one from before. And he turns in your direction, and you hear what sounds like hoofs. I want to, like get around to a corner that seems like where the clone might walk around and towards and get ready to surprise him. Okay. And as soon as he turns the corner, I wish to grab him again. Alright. <laughs> I rolled the same number. Oh, what was that? Well, I rolled a base 5. Yeah, no, that, that probably isn't because I got base 10. So you got him in a nice little grapple on the ground, and you hear what sounds like a ding, like a something at a, a batting cage, as you see this brute high up in the air, blood coming out of his face, and he lands about 20 feet away. 
and you hear this loud neigh. Turning the corner is Titanius the Magnificent. Hey, Titanius! I wouldn't be Titanius the Magnificent if I did not help another one take down an oppressive regime just like Gertrude did for me. I am here to stay, Cranberry. Oh, you're not good at listening to instructions. Okay, okay, I'll accept this. And he runs off towards the second brute that's running towards you guys, and he does the same to him. He knocks him up and over a fence, <laughs> and they don't move. He comes back, and he's like, What are we up to? Give me the deets. Well, I'm trying to get into the building over there, I call it there. And, uh, I had a plan, but I forgot that this thing could still talk, so uh, let me just solve that real quick. And with a good punch to the neck, I, I wish to, <laughs> like, you know, maybe break his trachea a little bit. Okay. So that he can't talk. Now, the idea was to use him as a distraction, but somehow they believe... He's, like, coughing. They believe a clone that... I don't know. They're, they're a little weird around here. Apparently, they believe someone just rambling madness instead of anything else. I don't know. But... Magic does exist. Yeah, but... Sneaking, by the way. That's not like us. Let's tear down these freaking walls. Well, maybe I wanted to try and mix it up a little bit. Try to try to do a little tiptoeing. You ever think about that? I've never thought about that. Which building is it? Clearly. And I kind of point towards that one. The one with the broken walls. Got it. And he's running off with his horse, just like speeding down the road. And he breaks down one of the walls and he just disappears inside. <sighs> well, I don't really need you anymore. And I just crunch my foot down on, on the neck. Jeez. Uh, <sighs> Mosley turns around the corner as he <laughs> as you do this. Oh my god. They, these things are just all innately evil. So yeah, it's better just to make sure they don't do anything else. I then leave it. <laughs> just leave it <laughs> like you killed Mosley Young on the side of the road. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's fine. There we go. That's fine. All right, let's. I guess we're pl going plan B that I didn't even have. Follow him. You run. <laughs> uh, you get to the building where you could hear more destruction inside. And you follow it. And you can tell there's vampires in here who's supposed to like take care of things. But they look just like shell-shocked. As if they can't believe what they just saw. And they don't stop you as you just walk through the holes in the wall that he's made. And you get to where the sound's coming from just sounds like loud metallic dings and he got to a wall that he can't break through it looks like a high security wall uh, and he's just trying trying and it won't break and he goes you finally caught up yeah and you finally stopped what gives I do not wish to stop I wish this would break down no luck I walk up to the wall and look it over I want more of a perception to get a better understanding of this Advantage, right? Yep. Uh, 16 for perception. It's an extremely, extremely thick metal wall. Did put a dent in it, but it's not giving. And as you look at it with your nice new spectacles, you hear a voice behind you say, I would be very upset if it weren't for the fact that we're renovating. And you turn around, there's a new voice, and you see a tall, skinny man taking off his outer robe and taking out two swords and he goes the young family 
why would you want to break Mitria out? We're doing this for the greater good, don't you think the same? And you turn around to face this man. All five of you. I look up at him. He's floating, right? No, he's standing there. Look at him. Well, say, we need Matria. I don't know why you're keeping her in there, but I gotta talk to her. I have an appointment at, like, uh, what time is it right now? Like, pretty early in the morning. Eight. I say I have an appointment with Matria at 8.30. Apologies for barging it, but need to get business done, right? He just stares at you for a really long time, and he goes, Why do you associate with a lower life form than us? I'm disappointed in you, young family. I'll take care of him for you. And he's Wait, life form? You. Excuse me, that is offensive. Very offensive to me. He's rushing towards you with these swords now. Okay. As he runs at me, I want to use the ruby on him and cast True Strike to get a little insight on him. You realize that it's an action, right? I'll use my action. Did he get close to me, or is he, like, still 15 feet away? Yeah, he got close to you. Oh, he got close to me, you said. So as a reaction, I can walk him on the head. If you're asking me, yes. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So as he approached... It's been a I'm while like, for Cram A. Yeah, it has. I'm, still, I'm getting used to him again. So as this vampire approaches, Cranberry looks up. It's like, it's nice to introduce yourself before trying to kill someone. It's just common courtesy, but... Clearly something you left behind in the afterlife. Let me show you a little... Let me jog your memory as I attempt to hit him with my polearm. Does a 17 hit? Yes. 10, 11 damage. Blunt. Now it's your actual turn. <laughs> Alright. I'm going to... Yes, I will. Like, would like to use the ability to take a look at his defenses. Okay. I use the large ruby to cast... True strike on him. All right. He has no vulnerabilities, but he has resistance to necrotic. Hmm. Um, but you do have advantage because you're looking at his weak spots. Cool. In that case, I will now use action surge to get. Oh. Yep, to get that action in. His 16 hit. Yep. Okay. 18 damage for the first hit. Damn. Second hit. Or assuming second hit. Yep, 21 to hit. Um, another 18 damage to to smack him down with. And then the Damn. third hit. Oh my god. Nat 20 to hit. For the uh, pommel handle, whatever it's called. For pommel the, strike. For the yeah. signature pommel strike. 25 damage. Wow. So imagine just that hit him really from good. each side and then just thrust the pull end of my staff into his gut. You hear from behind you. Titanius, wow, for a puny robot, you hit like a Goliath. It's all in the technique, my friend, all in technique. You turn back around to multiple slashes being thrown at you, and he's breathing really hard. He's really, he feels disrespected by the amount of damage you've done to him. He looks really, really bad. <laughs> Bones are sticking out and everything. All right, here we go. First one. Oh, not 20. Uh, uh, was was it really not twenty? Yes. Uh, no, 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 Justin. Um, oh, I oh. think I'm feeling a little lucky at the moment. Luck. Yeah. He cuts one of his bones off. His <laughs> sticking out bones. <laughs> From zero to hero. Let's go. The second one's a twenty-six. That hits. 
The third one with his other offhand sword. Oh yeah, it's definitely not going to hit. I forgot you have a thing above 20, an AC above 20. <laughs> so one sword hits and one sword hits him. So you took 20 damage. Oof, that that's a bit. A big gash on your armor and oh yeah, how much does he does to himself? Uh-huh. Hold on, if the first one knocks him out, then I don't take the damage. A lot less. Um, did it knock him out? Did he kill himself? It did not, but he's really, really, really bad. <sighs> and everyone around you is coming at him, sprinting. Titanius <laughs> blasts him into the metal wall. Grandma Young comes at him with a, a big meat cleaver and gives him a good chop cutting half of his belly open, just kind of like spilling out. Stephen Young comes and just lodges a hatchet into his neck and finally Mosley Young with the stake to the heart. Reaver lets out a little gasp and he just slowly falls to the ground. You see the blood where he was just standing. He's laying on his side, lifeless. Even more lifeless than he was before. And you guys were scared of him? He was really the guy you were scared of? Really? Him? We never had this many people, like, savior, saviors like you guys before. Well, I guess we only took care of half the problem at the moment, because I turned to, towards the door. I still have no idea how to get through that thing. Mosley peeks around the corner and he says, There's, there's a door here. Oh? Seems to be locked, though. Tries it. No, let me try that. And I'm just going to like shoulder check the door to try to break it open. It bends. You try again. And it bends to an amount where you can reach through and unlock the door from the other side. And I walk inside. And you see a dwarf, a bloody, dirty dwarf, all chained up. And she's just whispering, blood, blood. And um, Grandma Young pushes past you. Here, take this. Come on, drink up. It's a little flask. And the change-up dwarf just guzzles it. And she coughs. And she goes, what took you guys so long? And uh, they're all just reconnecting. Right? They're ripping the chains out of the walls. And they look happy. They've looked like a piece of their family that was missing for so long has finally reconnected. But there's still one troubling thing left. The son, the brother, their grandson. They look towards you. Yes. We're ending this, right? There has to be an end. Whatever you make a start. Am I wrong? They all look at each other. Let's get our family back together. And, uh, you guys exit. Mitria's pointing towards the caves. As far as I remember, they're doing a sort of, uh, renovation to make it a little more welcoming so it's not as scary as it used to be as you're making your way up the side of the hill towards the cave where there is no fence for you listeners <laughs> oh i'm going to break. and you get into the cave mm -hmm. huh? well, yep. uh footnote i'm just going to use second wind to heal up some of the damage i took okay and that's 13 damage there's some guards who see mitra and are like hey wait a second and then see, like, the crew you have and just kind of get out of the way. You get into the caves, and it's pretty nice in there, actually. Uh, a lot of torches around. 
uh, busy workers mining, and you guys continue forward down to where there's a uh, sort of minecart network. Um, no messes. Nobody questions you guys being there until you get to where the minecarts are being stored. And there's a foreman-looking guy, and he goes, "Hey, what are you guys doing?" Oh, pardon me, sir. We're just passing through. Go by top. Uh, aren't you Mitre Young? No, this is, uh, we're just dressing up, you know, a little uh, show party for Stevie down there. You know, gotta keep him entertained some way. You sound like you know what you're talking about. <laughs> a little cart right here, a couple of carts, got a couple of big guys with you. And as you uh, are getting ready for the carts, you look back at Titanius, and he's getting off his horse for once. And he goes, Doug, I would like you to go back to nature. Cranberry, do you trust yeah. my Doug to take that vampire of yours out to a safe place? Which one? The one who looks pretty much dead. No, I think she'll be fine. Don't you worry. I'm having Doug take this chicken here way outside the city lines back out into nature um i can't really say yes because i said i'd keep this protected this person it is your crusade and he pats doug and doug runs out of the cave and uh you get into a bunch of minecarts and uh he gives a, a thumbs up to some guy on the side some controls and you blast off down the caves what you see is a whole lot of pretty high-quality mines. Uh, on the way, there's a group of people shouting, like, Help! Help! And there's, like, what looks like humanoid shadows surrounding them. God, shadows. No. You continue forward more, where you're on this bridge, and there's these dwarves trying to wrangle these flying creatures, and below, there's these dwarves scooping out dead fish from the water. Okay. And you you slow down to where you see a light at the end of the tunnel. You guys all exit and start walking down this tunnel. And you could see this underground city. Huge. Maybe overwhelming, like they said. But you look back at them and they're like in awe, maybe a little scared. And in the distance, you see this statue moving some materials towards you it looks like they're hauling stuff to the surface and there's a guy on top of this statue saying hey no visitors and the statue looks at all of you drops all the stuff and starts sprinting in which direction towards you looks angry hi my name's crabberry very nice to meet you i extend my hand outwards it's running towards you, fist coming down. It screeches to a stop. The fist, like, ten feet away from you, holding your hand out. And the guy on the statue's shoulder goes, Hey, what gives? Kill him. Smash him into a crushed soda can or something. <laughs> Stupid idea. I love it. Cranberry sits, fixes his posture, sits up a little more straight, kind of lean forwards a little bit. What is a lovely statue like you doing in a place like this? The statue says, Cram, it's me, Goru. Are you hitting on me? Whoa, it's you, Goru! 
What is up, dude? Oh my god. <laughs> Are you really spitting game to me, man? I thought you were dead. Dude, I tell you, that's I thought I was dead too in many situations. Dude, what Okay, there's a lot of ground to cover, but let's first talk about this is the first time I've seen you start moving. What happened, my friend? Check it out. That beam, remember the hammer? Mm-hmm. That was no bullshit. It worked out for me. I mean, not gonna lie, it looked like I fucked up everything else, but I'm glad it worked for you, my friend. Look at you. You're looking fine yeah. and fit. Thank you. And on the shoulder, this guy's like, hello. And Guru looks at him extremely annoyed, and he places the guy on the ground like, hey, hey, what are you doing? And Guru just punts him <laughs> <laughs> over the wall and into the city. <laughs> wow, looks like you got some upgrades. <laughs> and uh, he goes, I always thought that guy was annoying, but... um." Oh, good. It wasn't just me then. Oh, I can imagine having him on your shoulder for how long have you been here, actually? That's a good question. A couple months, maybe. Oh, that's not too bad. No, what is it? What, can, what got you down here? Like, you have the entire world to explore. Now you're, you're down back. You're going underground? Really? I thought you would like to smell the roses, kind of giving a wink. <laughs> but what happened was the thing went off and. I felt like I could move or something, and I kind of like shimmied a little bit, and I ended up down here. And this guy found me, said that he'll treat me nice, and he never did. So here I am. Typical, typical, right? But yeah. Wow. So you said this was a hammer, didn't you? Right. Yeah, I think. Because I remember, like, remember what was happening with the test people? Like that wasn't that wasn't too good. If you remember what happened, I don't know which, what you saw or not, but uh, my mind is, I've seen a little bit of its handiwork, and it doesn't seem to be a good thing, that hammer device, but maybe one in every thousand works out? I'm just glad it was you of yeah. all people, right? Maybe it's worth it. No, 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 no. I don't oh, think it uh, is. Okay. No. I mean, <laughs> okay. if you think about it, if it's one in every thousand, then uh, I don't think it's worth it. I'm just Wait, so what did you wish for? What happened to you? I didn't wish for anything. So the hammer did nothing to you? I mean, I don't remember wishing for anything. I didn't have a wish. I I just was content with the way I am. Well, that's nice. I wasn't, so here I am. And he does a little flex. Well, I'm glad it worked out for you. Of all the people there, I think you deserved the most. Especially considering... How you had were chained up that one time, like oh, that was. I'm glad I met you down there at least. So yeah, what's going too. on around here? I heard it's kind of uh gotten pretty bad lately. I don't know. I don't really uh, leave this little area. Really? Do you happen to know where St Stevie might be? Stevie Young. Way down there, probably. I heard there's like deeper caves. So uh, look for Stevie. Yeah, you wanna? What are we doing to Stevie? Well, I just need to talk to the guy. Little, little family reunion, if you understand. And I kind of gesture towards his family. They all do a little wave. And uh, Titania says, Do not touch Cranberry. I will kill you. I don't care how large you are. No, no, don't worry, Titania. He, he's he's okay. He's a friend. You sure? Yeah. I could take him. I, I'm sure you could. 
but don't. <laughs> I, I look towards Gorul's and I just say, I whisper, no, he can't. With like little, little, <laughs> I word it to him and I turn I back. Agree. Don't worry. He, he's an okay fellow. I, I've known him for good, a good amount of time. So we head into the inner caves. We were going to try to head towards them, but we don't know where they are. But yes, that is our goal. I'll lead the way. And he starts walking and jogging and then sprinting towards the gate and just like tackles it down. There's like a lot of rubble, a lot of dust. And he just makes like a come on gesture way down there. <laughs> I kind of I pick up my, my uh, jogging rate and they're like, all right, let's go. And I head towards him. I follow him. So this whole crew is running down the streets of the caves, cave city of Crackle Keep. Everybody gets out of your way. You see what Stevie, Nino, and Ash saw. You see these horrific human and you know other races uh, shops where they they're butchered and the blood is sold and the killing of these people is celebrated. As I follow Goru, I had a smile on my face, but after noticing one shop, getting a glimpse, I was like, ah, that's not what's happening. And I look and see another and another. My pace starts to slow down as, I, as it sinks in, realizing this is the actual town. This is Crackle Keep. Everything on the surface is just a facade. And I come to a stop. I look back to the young family. Did you know about what was happening down here? Uh, they all stop. Goro notices you, and he stops as well, and he kind of returns to you. Mitria steps up, and he goes, Of course, this, this is where I lived, but we, we had an undying loyalty to this leader for the longest time, and when Stevie came to power that the fog that was put over our brains to being slaves to this guy kind of disappeared and I'm I'm thinking that it's the young blood it's Stevie reaching out to us to tell us to end it and so here we are this isn't right I agree and as I look towards some of the butcher shops with meat hanging it makes me shudder as it reminds me of the gnolls when they invaded this is an abomination let's meet with this Stevie, shall we? While we're stopped, though, we do have one more stop to make at my old office, and she takes the lead and starts running in a direction. I follow her. Gothic building. It looks pretty trash. The windows are all blown out, and uh, a lot of trash outside. It looks pretty disrespected. And she kicks the door down and is looking around. You know, the bigger guys stay outside. And she is knocking on the walls, until she gets to a spot and she punches it and she's kicking and punching the walls and blowing through it and you see darkness behind it she yells in you could see that it's a secret room and you see bookcases and stuff and she yells out come on flimmy we're ending it and you hear a voice say oh hell yeah let's get it <laughs> and stepping out is a wizard he looks pretty rough but you know he's wearing sweatpants nice little wizard t-shirt wow you guys are running down the street this whole damn crew blazing people are getting out of your way and uh you get to this entrance that's actually open and there's guards there 
and they just see you like just all of you just shaking your heads like don't even try us and they just give you like a go ahead and this tunnel is really wide wide enough to for guru to get through it looks like they're excavating it to make it bigger for some reason and uh you're getting down this tunnel and you get to this larger bridge and over the sides you could see scorch marks like this huge opening and uh, a lot of pulsating eggs but none of this has anything to do with you so you guys keep going <laughs> and then you guys are running down this foggy-ish creepy dark tunnel these prodding thoughts in your head like you're doubting yourself you feel angry at the others around you and all of a sudden Mitria turns around and just gut shots Titanius into the wall and she goes sorry I had to do it let's keep going wait why <laughs> the fog starts to disperse and you feel better again these thoughts are no longer in your head she goes it's the void I'll explain later if if we have time. Okay. And she keeps running. And Titanius, Titanius unembeds himself from the wall and keeps running. You know, he's a sport about it. I, I look towards her. What was that about? These used to be sort of gates that lead to where the brood leader sleeps. And uh, I was just trying to get through the gate, man. That's the only way through. By shooting a friend? Or what? If I didn't do it, it might have been Mosley, and he wouldn't be able to break out of it. Oh. If I didn't do it, we weren't getting through the gate. Alright. You okay back there, big guy? Could have used some notice, but I'm fine. Look at all this damn armor. Uh, I'll do it. Alright. So, these are gates. How many more left? Just one. Oh. Alright, cool. So we're almost there. You guys get to towards the end of the tunnel. You would see an opening, but then a figure steps in your guys' way. And it's just some ratty-ass vampire at the end of the hall. And they say, Looks like Stevie still has a little control. He released you from my grasp, but it's useless. I'm just so baffled that you think you could take me. Well, I'll be seeing you. And he smiles. And then he just falls dead. What was that about? It's a warning, says Mosley. So you're telling me that this isn't Stevie? Stevie can control those that he wants to, who's a vampire, who's he's turned. It's a whole thing. So are now you guys liabilities? Cause liabilities? Are you guys going to turn on me if I get there? No, like I've said, the fog over our brains has changed. We're here to take him down. Well, what's the worst that happens, right? Gotta take some chances. So, here we are. Hello? Anyone home? You guys step into the room. It's a large room, and there's this wavering spot on the wall that looks like there's a poorly made illusion on it. It's not fooling anyone, and there's this statue that's on its side. It looks a little crumbled, a little... Like, someone hasn't been taking care of it, I suppose. Mm -hmm. And um, a voice comes from this statue of this demon. It goes, This is, uh, this is the gate of death. Um, curse her death. 
What do you guys want? You don't seem too cherry, my friend. You know everything okay? <sighs> Broodleader in there. Different guy now. I think he's mad at me because I cursed him before and now he knocked me over and I'm not exactly imposing anymore. Well, wait, you can curse people or kill them instantly, but you can't rewrite yourself? Do you see arms on me? Yeah, but like, surely little magic could, could just push yourself up. I mean, what's Mage Hand? Novice beginning level spell? Just just make it stronger, right? It's not only that, it's the disrespect here. They used to call me a gate, now I'm just a obstacle. Oh no, no, you're more than that. You still you still are <laughs> a gate. I mean here here, hold hold on. You probably got the the most highest kill count out of all of them, I mean considering with the options here. I mean, let's be honest, you, you're probably the best kid of them all, considering your last, like, you know. Come on! You, you give yourself more credit. You're kinda right. Give me some of that confidence back. Listen, if you write me up, I'll let you through. Yeah, of course! I mean, during this conversation, I am walking towards him. I asked what my intention was. Here you go, my, here you go, fella. And, I roll strength. 21. You get it like a quarter of the way there, except it feels like supernaturally, like there's a lot of things weighing this down. It's not made of a stone, you think. Yeah. It's more than you thought you could do since you rolled a 21, but yeah, uh, you see the big guys walking up with you. So uh, as I reach down to lift him up, um, it's like, so fortunately for me, I was gifted being a statue, like yourself, with the ability to actually move so from one to another, let me help you with this. Uh, and I start lifting him up. Whew. Yeah. You've got some different materials than I thought you would. Titanius to your left, Guru to your right. It takes a lot out of you, but you eventually write it. And it wobbles a little bit like it's about to fall to its other side, but I kinda it writes like, itself up. Yeah, I kind of get on the other side to kind of counterbalance it. <laughs> it's like, well... How's that big guy? You need a little bit move to left, a little bit to right. Is that a good spot? No, I, um, I think I'm actually going to take off. Uh, this wait, place sucks now, but... Wait a minute. You're, you're telling me you could have just left? Yeah, but I was on the ground, like a turtle with, on its back. You know what? I'm just going to go with it. Okay. <laughs> I guess it makes sense. All right, man. I hope you, I hope you find some a good meaning in life. Good purpose. Good place. Good dungeon. You know? The intimidating force in it. Thanks. Uh, let me give you something. And he bursts into a bunch of red particles and they rain upon you. And you now gain the benefits of a hero's feast. Oh? What's that do? Which means you have for 24 hours 18 more HP. Like maximum, and also you heal for that much. Uh, you make all wisdom saving throws with advantage. Oh wow! Uh, and you're now immune to being poisoned and frightened. I was immune to poison, or I think I'm resistant, but okay. Now you're immune. For how long? For 24 hours. Okay, that's about right. Oh, that feels pretty good. Everyone's pretty good. Everyone's nice. 
everyone's like nodding their head. <laughs> uh, I, re- I thank you, and I reached out my hand. And I'm like, oh wait, right, can't move. He's gone. Oh, he just disappeared into red particles. I just yell into the ether. You better keep me updated with what's going on. Hopefully, he heard. <laughs> he seems like a nice fellow. Demetrius says, "Scary though." <laughs> ah, you just didn't get to know him. I look around for like the entrance to like the next place. The illusion starts to fade, and you see just a bright lit up room that's lit up by lava, and Ooh. a reinforced steel bridge leading into a circular arena type deal going on except it's a little bigger and there's this huge contraption with wheels in the center like tank tread wheels which you could probably assume this is what they're widening the cave for you look up there's a steel ceiling but this vehicle looks like there's a bunch of two by three foot holes in it and it looks like it shifts a little bit here and there, almost like a like an odd Rubik's cube of sorts. So this vehicle has shit has shifting plates on it. Yeah, to where you could see more of these holes on it. And standing in front of it is a dwarf. And on top of this vehicle, you could see making their way across it is two orcs, one wielding a great sword and the other holding a bow. And they're making their way down this vehicle. And Meteor says, Stevie. And the Stevie, is, he's pretty immaculately dressed. He has his cape on, a suit, uh, a cowl. And he's smiling and he says, What do you think? A mobile recruitment respawn center. An infinite army. Uh, kind of dumb. Uh, he just frowns and <laughs> Mosley steps up next <laughs> and Mosley steps up next to you as you see poking through these holes legs and heads. It's shifting so that more and more of these figures could come out and it looks like they're coming out of dirt almost. So you're just making people out of nothing there or what? What what's the point of this? As we make our way to the capital, we're going to turn every person we see, shove them up in this vehicle, more vampires. And not only that, once they die, they come back into their resting place, heal up, and come back out. Oh, look at me. Look at me, I'm going to put things inside my pink old vehicle and just turn them into vampires. No, it's not like it's every other vampire's plot. Good job for being so original. This guy, I look back at everyone. This guy, can you believe him? Mind blowing. Vampire trait making more vampires. I mean, I like, I appreciate the effort of uh, making a little different with the vehicle, but come on, try something else for one. You know, we just met. This is very rude. Yeah. What is your name? Name's Crabberry. You know what? I hate your name. What are you, a fruit? <laughs> and he just hears like a chorus of laughs behind him. Like they're they're cracking up. And he smiles at you. Like he just made like the nicest diss. Um, well, I'm terrible coming up with insults. Okay. See how it is. 
you have to insult your own character. That's funny. <laughs> I know. That's what I'm trying to think. Like, <laughs> well, your beard looks dumb. Yeah, his beard's nice and trim compared to how Stevie usually has it. It's like one of those. Um, he got real fancy with it. He did one of those uh, Hunger Games, like those stupid facial hairs that they tend to have. <laughs> oh my god. And he like rubs his face and he looks really angry and the crowd behind him boos. Dumb joke. Not as dumb as his beard. Yeah, I love his beard. Not as dumb as his beard. I mean, sure, but like that joke's bad, but it's funny because it's true. Uh, well, you know what? Um, yo mama is. I look better than you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what about. <laughs> oh, wait, no. Um, they all start clapping even though he doesn't even finish the joke and they're cheering and they're going, they're laughing. I, I go, I lean back to meet you. Question. What, 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 what's one negative part about, one negative thing about you? <laughs> she rolls her eyes and she goes, seriously? D- come on. Come on. This is important. Uh, I don't do the dishes. A little messy. And she rolls her eyes and looks back at everyone else. Your mom was so messy, she became a vampire to give herself more time to clean up. Yeah, everyone get boos him. so Down hard. Get him. Down they're get him. Oh, they're yeah. hissing and booing. <laughs> He's like, all right, all right, enough of this. What are you doing here? Got a little army here? You tend to take me? Is that it? Well, I wanted to see what's going on first, but... uh kind of the idea and I kind of start fiddling with the little device that I have Frolic gave me and I, I just give me a minute as I and I like start messing with it I flip the switch you flip the switch yeah as I flip the switch yeah just just let this sit here for now and uh yeah just here yeah 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 don't worry about it okay well during all this talking you flip the switch and you hear like a like a hiss and then a click as all of the wiring around it falls off it looks like there's a little device to cut all of it off the wiring surrounding it give me some thought I'm starting to think wiring half hour no wiring two minutes huh mostly says what is that what'd you just do um it's a bomb. Yeah. And? Well, it was going to take half an hour to go off with the wiring on it. And I think he said two minutes without the wiring. And how, exactly how big is that bomb? Um, he said pretty big, like maybe town size. <sighs> That's a time-traveling gnome gave it to me. Guru starts plucking some of the young family up and saying, Listen, man, I'm not losing this body. And he, he's he got uh, Mosley, Grandma, and Steven on his shoulders. No, no, you do what you need to. And I start walking towards Stevie with this ticking time bomb. And Stevie's walking towards you. Claws out. That's cute. You want to fight? No, oh, that will do nothing. This will be the solution to all of it in the end. So the question is, why was I sent to kill you? Uh, how am I supposed to know? 
<laughs> I, didn't, I don't even know who you are. Oh, that's a shame. Because from what I heard, you had a run-in with a wizard earlier. Um, you check behind you. Mitria is backing up, and she looks really, really sad. And she uh, climbs up on the Goru, and you see them exiting. But Titania stays, and he's pretty close behind you. Who else is there? Oh, Flimmy. Yeah, Flimmy's leaving too. So you're talking shit? (laughs) So tell me, what did you discuss with this wizard? We're going to the capital. Taking that over. Vampires (laughs) all around the world. I'll lead them all. That's cute. He promised the gnolls the same thing. You're just a pawn to him. You won't you won't achieve that. The Noel certainly did it, and then he's promised them the exact same thing. What, did they give you some special power? A new thing to play with? Some that looked powerful enough to take over the world? No. He just told me his plans. And you know the difference between the Knolls and me? Uh what, you're you're just dead? You're just dead before I got here, as opposed to after? I don't know telepathy and oh a big spear lands right next to you and all of the vampires are exiting this vehicle and sprinting down towards you and Stevie's running too the two orcs are running Titanius stands by your side and he mumbles to you listen man uh I am actually a skeleton under all this I will respawn with my Doug you still have that woman on you. Let me put her in my armor. That's probably a safe spot to put her. Yeah, okay, here you go. Okay. And he steps aside. He drags the the pack to the edge where he knows that he won't be bothered by this army of vampires running towards you. And he starts taking off all of his armor and putting it on Perla. And you see this little flimsy skeleton that's underneath all of this. It's maybe a little funny, but you're staring ahead into this wall. And you look down at this bomb and it's getting really hot. And um, I'll give you your turn first. Everyone is about 20 feet away. I'm going to use the flying broom to fly upwards. 30 feet. Okay. Got an action? Um, I want to fly up and use True Strike on the from the ruby on the machine. On the machine? Oh. Um, it would probably be underneath it. Or maybe the tracks. So the underneath is the weak point. Alright. That's really all, all I can do because that's my action and movement. So yeah, I'm 30 feet <laughs> up in the air. You look behind you towards the ground at Titanius. And he's actually now covered all of Perla with this armor. And he just kicks her over the edge and into the lava. What? She's all good. She's going back to the horse. Doug. All right, if you say so. Ugh. Me, on the other hand. Ah, he runs towards the army. What? I don't get it. Whatever. <laughs> he runs towards the crowd and just... You see him, he is a skeleton. He is getting blown apart by all these vampires. I imagine he would be super strong if he's able to like swing hard with that heavy armor on, though. Uh, yeah, I'd imagine so. 
but magic magic armor this armor seems really cool uh <laughs> i want a pair you see stevie blast upwards his cape flapping in the wind as he is now in front of you and he oh i guess he he doesn't have the the powers down yet as he goes to grab you and he just slams his head into the ceiling i just kind of i look back really really <laughs> oh he came close Take to me damage oh yeah he came close to me so uh I don't assume a 13 hits. No, 13 it does not. Hit. Oh, well, never mind. But you hear like a foot sound as a spear goes by you and the other one goes by you as well. Looks like Sweeney is back on her rolling low grind. I give her a little wave. But I'll look next time, <laughs> but hopefully not. But the other orc, an angel carries her upwards and she takes a giant swing at you with her great sword mm-hmm. uh, and she rolled this one she rolled low as well yeah, yeah. so there's two guys around you an army down below how far away is the giant machine 50 feet from where you are in the air okay maybe 60 because i said they moved up so the least I could say they moved up is 10 feet, so 60. It's 60 feet away. I need to get to it. I'm going to take a dash action and go for it to be under it. Okay. Because you said it was elevated up, right? Sure. Well, I mean, wouldn't you just get to the front of it? Uh, That's okay. I'm going to be moving under it on my next turn anyway. But okay. yes, I am in front of it. And All right. that is my turn i believe yes three vampires immediately turn and start running towards you Mm-hmm. you're not getting away <sighs> okay oh i'm not running don't you worry how, <laughs> how active is this up uh, that i'm holding right now it's really hot i bet it is fairly active mm-hmm. one of them actually all three of them go to to grab you i suppose uh, not nat 20. You have a 21, I believe, right? Yes. A 21. Damn it. And a another miss. Yeah. Uh, the two the two miss, just go for claws, uh, miss. And a 23, so that's a claw. But the one who grabbed you is going to go for a bite. This is all very confusing and very quick. Uh, yes, as one of them approached, I will whack it with my pole arm. Okay. 18 base, so that's a hit. Yeah, it hits. Yeah, yeah, get him. That's 10 damage. Okay. Whoever attacked me first would have gotten, gotten it. All right. He's still up, though. Yep, I assumed. One bite. He does not bite you. So the only thing you took was a claw. Six whole damage. So three damage. Nice. So only three damage. Doing pretty good. Okay, they're a little less scary than I thought, unless those are D10s and rolled low. But. And D4s. Oh, wow. Okay, I'm not too scared of these little chumps. All right, I'm going to... Yeah, I guess I'm going to take an attack of opportunity by moving away, but I want to move underneath this machine. Okay. As you move underneath, you see on the other side one of the orcs has made their way on the opposite side and is making their way towards you. That was their turn. So yeah, three opportunities. Let's go. 
a 22, a 15, and a 19. So one hit. No! You ain't afraid. Four damage from seven. All right, that's fine. Getting all these little tiny scratches on you, but that's all right. Yeah. And you hear a revving of something mechanical as a spinning blade starts up in front of you from this orc, but she's not near you yet, but you know her intention. She's getting ready. Uh, You hear from behind you, you're not getting away, Cranberry. Oh, I wasn't running. You hear a scream, but, you know, you can't see. There's a lot of... You ever see The Walking Dead in the first episode, I think, where it's surrounded by zombies, and he's just kind of underneath that tank, and they're all, like, reaching under and stuff? Mm Mm-hmm. Sort of like that, except for there's just one zombie, the orc, on one side, and, uh, you know, all the other vampires on the other side. So this is actually very low to the ground. Yeah, very low. So so I'm, am I, like, crawling underneath, or, like, on all, yeah. like, flat chest army crawling underneath? No, you're crawling. Okay, so I have some room. Yeah. You're up. All right, so my movement was to get underneath, or part of it, at least. I want to... Use my quarter staff and try and punch a hole through the bottom of this vehicle. Okay. Uh, eighteen to hit. Yeah, sure. All right, I need other dice. There we go. Ten damage. Okay. You punch a hole in. I wish to widen it up to a decent, decent size, the size of the bomb. Okay. And I'm going to shove. As a bone, I assume this would be about bonus action or part of an attack action. Sure. I'm going to attach the bomb on the inside of the the vehicle. Okay, you see it glowing brightly in there. A little bit of smoke coming out because it's very, very, very hot. Let's see. And you've done it. It's up in that vehicle. And let's see, do I have two? And with my bonus action, I think I'm going to just try to stuff a... Uh, both of my large pig hides in from my inventory oh, <laughs> to make sure it stays stuck in there. Okay. And I'm going to try to scooch out from underneath this vehicle. In which direction? Mm, the, the three vampires. I feel like they're, they're the least worry. All right. You scooch. You actually see the three vampires get out of the way as they look at something behind them. Mm-hmm. And you hear... Never trust an inferior wizard to do a master wizard's job. This tank thing starts to get lifted up, and you see a giant, giant hand, an oral hand, uh, tilting it. And behind you, you hear this thing still going off, this spinning blade. But you look in that direction, and you see Flip Flippington with a second oral hand dropping the body of Flimmy into the lava. No. And this oral hand Not comes Flimmy. down on you. Oh, shit. 24. That, that hits. Yep. That certainly does hit. You take 22 force damage. Oh my god, that is not good. Your knees buckle a little bit from the force, and you hear like a room as... A nat 20. Nope, nope, nope. Luck that. Luck that. Your last luck. Yeah. Here we go. Ah, uh, misses. You dodge it. <laughs> Ooh, that was like, oh, lucky. <laughs> Sweat comes out of your metal. 
<laughs> a little grease. And there is all these vampires staring at you. Stevie Young makes it to the ground. This orc with the sword makes it to the ground. And they have their turns with you. All right. Stevie comes up to you and just puts a hand over in your general direction and make a con save. That's the one I'm good at. I super pass it. 27? Oh, shit. I have to roll a hit. It's a targeted thing. A 26 to hit you, but you pass the con save. Yeah. So you didn't get the second effect. Second effect. It would be very, he'd have to be very hard-pressed to break my con. He takes 17 necrotic damage, and coming from around him is this orc with the giant sword. You grab it in the air and toss it aside, and then these three vampires come for you. They're all taking their turns trying to take down Cranberry. Um, a 22 for yep. a, a claw. Yep. How are you looking? Uh, 59 health. Uh, miss for a claw and a 25 for a claw. So two claws. Uh, two damage. And then. Is that minus four three? damage? Both. Yeah, man. Minus, I already did minus three, both of them. All right, so six damage total. It's your turn, and you would hear the bomb making a sound behind you. And you get on from underneath this tank. It's kind of pushed aside by this giant hand. And um, you have this army, you have the orcs, you have Stevie, you have way in the background, Flip Flippington, and you know this bomb is almost there. I grip the broom, and I want to make a sprint action, flying over all these all these guys. Actually, wait, I'll do a disengage to fly upwards and towards Flip. If I'm going down, I'm making sure you go down with me. This is between you and me. As you're flying quickly towards him, he says, This is where it ends, Cram. Every time it all comes together, you're there to fuck it all up. And not only that, you can't fucking die. So let's go, Cram. You're done. (laughs) Shame you can't just wish for me to die. Okay. You look behind you and you see these two oral hands coming for you very quickly. And one of them goes to grapple you. Grapple check, I heard? Yes. Uh, it's rather high. Eight. I rolled rather low. Twenty-five. You dodge it, you do the spin move, and the other one goes for a punch. <laughs> Did I drift? I just drifted on it with flying broom. Yes. Hell yeah. Uh, and this punch knocks this other hand way out of, out of the way. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> They're out of range now and you're diving like a bullet towards flip yes it's all you everyone's running up to catch up to you and do whatever you gotta do with flip uh you hear an a high-pitched sound coming from the tank and you hear stevie say what did you do under there and you're right in front of flip or whatever you wanted to do what are you doing up on this broom i want to jump off the broom and Pull arm forwards towards Flip and smack him. Does a 8, 19 hit? Yes. 15 damage for the first hit. That, that. 
I don't assume a 13 hits, does it? No. Oh. And bonus action. 19, I think, will hit. Yes. With another 11 damage. Okay. You blow out a tooth from his face, and he goes, You notice every time you kill me, I'm still here? Yeah, you can say the same thing for me as well. The only difference is, I enjoy this thoroughly. He frowns. <laughs> he said something that pissed him off. And both of these hands comes down for just a slap down on you. 24. Yep. And a 15. Nice. And Stevie is making his way down this bridge to which you're standing on. And he says, What did you do to my tank? Uh, he's starting to get scared at whatever you just did. And it's starting to smoke. Uh, you take 14 force damage. Okay. Cranberry looks back. What tank? It's starting to melt in on itself, this thing made of metal. And it's actually melting the ground below it, and vampires are falling backwards down towards the lava. But it emits this white light, and it's blinding. And Stevie's walking towards you backwards, like, What have you done? And Flip is like, Not again. As this white light makes its way towards you. Slower than you think, but it's it's immensely hot. I whisper to myself, and like in Stevie's direction, just like the gnolls. And then I want to attack Flip again. <laughs> okay, just one last one. Just resume to beam the shit out of him. Yeah, eight, 19 hits. I mean, you don't really need to roll damage. Actually, grapple check against him. Okay. Yeah, no, that's... Like, yeah, I rolled a base 5. Yeah, I got 20. Not on that. And uh, I want to put him, drag him around, so he's in front of the blast, shielding me from the light. Okay. You feel the heat from it. Flip screams. You see his skin peeling and getting red and then just straight up melting as you feel it too and you're bathed in this white light and you just feel nothing for a moment and then you look around and you're just in this white space it's miles of nothing around you and you turn around and you see Stevie standing there but it's not the Stevie that you know it's Stevie wearing these goggles he has unkempt hair and a really grown beard he's wearing this like adventurer's garb and he's looking at you and stevie stevie young i'm speaking to stevie now you feel freer than you felt in the past month or so and you can move and you're not watching yourself do stuff you're in your body but something's just happened you're not sure what this robot has done but he's done something that, that's freed you, I'd say. What would Stevie say to Cram in this brief moment? How are you? What would Cranberry say? I'm the one who's supposed to take you down. Name's Cranberry. Pleasure to meet you. The sound is starting to return to your ears as... 
it sounds like a fade in of an extremely loud sound and you feel the heat starting to return and this Stevie you see is bathed in this white light as he looks confused and then a little happy and he's gone and you open your eyes and you're in just complete darkness you see all around you just burning coals and you think maybe this is Crackle Keep and then you realize you are in where you usually go to die the demon is nowhere to be seen this place is dying the demon is dead and you have no way to get back Demon's Void Bomb that activated in the heart of Crackle Keep was devastating in a way that hasn't been seen since Sunbath many years ago. It's all-encompassing. Those closest to it are vaporized instantly. The young family is buried under rubble, under the assumption that they would have more time to escape. The city and the caves begin to melt. Then as the light reaches it, it disappears. On the surface, the ground rumbles for a few seconds before beams of light pierce the streets. The unsuspecting citizens fall into the churning molten city as the light finally reaches the sky. The bar, the iron horde, the magistrate, the young family home, all vaporized. The light reaches the sky and spreads for miles. Those in wave meat can even see the lights in the distance. Doug the horse is speeding through the forest to safety as a limp body of armor lays on its back. At the apex of the explosion, the light turns black and completely disappears. And in its wake is an enormous crater. Time passes. Someone has dug a hole in the center of the explosion, searching for something. They come across a heavily charred skull. The skull twitches and says, Ah, Gertrude! You saved me. And Gertrude, tired from a long day of digging through the rubble, says, We're even, we're even. Just take me to my sister. She wrenches the skull out of the rock and climbs out of the deep hole and into a flat landscape as far as she could see. She puts on her cloak that was draped over a coffin on a small wagon, and she continues forth. But for Cranberry, he remains in his demonic afterlife. The burning environment around him has been reduced to embers, as he has no choice but to wait for eternity. <laughs>